Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. Welcome, this is Liz Booker with a literary aviatrix author's note from writers whose work features women in aviation and other experts in the field of writing and publishing. This one is from season two, episode six, in my conversation with literary agent Amy Collins. And this episode is just jam-packed with so much information. This is just a clip of it for you, but Amy very generously gave us just a wealth of information on publishing and not just uh, traditional publishing, which is what a literary agent would help you with, but publishing at large and what your options are. So this clip is a primer on publishing options. And so what I'm going to say is, if you are at the idea stage, and you are just thinking about a book you might want to write or a memoir, people are telling you that you should write a book. And you're just at the I'm not sure stage and considering it, it is way too early for you to be worried about any of this stuff. What you should be doing right now is getting words on the page. The next step would be honing your craft, finding resources to help you improve your writing, getting critical feedback, reading widely in the genre that you're writing, and gathering the tools to tell that story that you want to tell. But if you are like I was when I was in a Master of Fine Arts program where we almost never talked about the business end of things because we were there to hone our craft, you might be curious about what the end state might look like when you get there. So if you're just beginning, this is just a primer. If you have that book written and you're ready to make decisions about how you're going to publish, go listen to season two, episode six, to everything that Amy has given us because it's really, really important and useful information. And the other thing I want to say is if you are just starting out and you are just at the thinking about writing stage, um, don't get overwhelmed by all of this. Just write your story write your story. You can figure out what to do with it later. Just take it baby steps, just like your aviation career. You had to start by just getting that discovery flight and working your way through private pilot. You didn't become, you know, an ATP overnight. The same is true in writing. Just start at the beginning, start writing, and then worry about all this stuff later on. So here's Amy. When somebody's at a dinner party and everyone around the table says, you should write a book, you you absolutely should write a book. That's the most amazing story. That that should be a book. Or when you are out with friends and you're making them all laugh and everyone's like, you're so funny. You should write a book. I hear that all the time. So let's talk about, um, because the question you just asked is what happens after you write that book? Do you go with the traditional publisher? Um, and so, but I want to, I want to focus on the people who are being told that they should write a book because 
if you are an extremely talented writer and you have worked on your craft and you and you 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 paid attention you've read the the books you you know you've got a copy of plot perfect and and kill the cat and and all save the cat excuse me on your shelf all of that then say, don't kill the cat we need the cat. no 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 don't kill the cat <laughs> if if you if craft is your thing and you're writing fiction or memoir then perhaps traditional publishing is perfect for you because traditional publishers are not just looking for the wisdom that comes with business owners sharing their information and their their hard-earned expertise they're looking for that plus fantastic writing all readers are looking that but traditional houses are are looking for people who really have worked on their craft now self publishing the books may be just as good but for a traditional publisher will purchase the publishing rights of your book not the copyright and they'll give you a small advance if you're a debut author, a big advance if you have a huge TikTok following or, you know, not everyone needs to be a talented writer. I mean, you could be a hip hop star and get a six figure advance, but you, then you usually have a ghostwriter. But a traditional publisher, if you've worked on craft and if your story is amazing, will give you a, a small chunk of change as an advance against future royalties. And they'll offer you, let's say, 10% of whatever they make on your book as a royalty. And you sign an agreement and you give them, you sell them your publishing rights, which means they get to make it a book and an audio book and an ebook. You're not selling them the copyright. You still get to, to sell it to Lifetime Television for women, for the movies. That's all different. Self-publishing, which usually works great for business owners and for, it doesn't work as wonderfully for memoirists. I'll be honest with you. Business owners and people who write prescriptive how-to or who have written nonfiction books or who have written children's books or YA books that are specifically focused on a particular theme. If you've written a book for children uh, who have just been diagnosed with autism or if you write a, a if you do a coloring book for, for colorblind seven-year-olds, okay, that's a horrible example, but a very specific type of book Self-publishing might make sense for you because why give a publisher 90% of the profits if you already have 3,000 people who are all saying to you on, on Facebook, if you did this coloring book for autistic seven-year-olds, I would totally buy it. You don't need a publisher then. You, if you're a business owner who's written a book that you use in classes that you teach at the local Marriott. And if you're being flown all over the globe to speak on a particular topic, you don't need a publisher. You should probably self-publish because there are so many amazing tools available to us now and service providers who can help you create a wonderful book. Then you're probably, that, that makes more sense. And the third option, the way you talked about hybrid publishing Hybrid publishing usually works quite nicely for memoirists, for children's book authors, like picture book authors, for some novelists, not, not many, but for some. And what hybrid publishing does is they allow you to tell your story the way you want to. They allow you some control over how the book looks and the editorial choices, but they support you. They charge you for this support but they support you. They will get it edited properly. They will make sure you understand that 
no, you can't put a picture that was drawn by your four-year-old on, you know, every third page because that's not how books look. Hybrid publishers are really good at making sure that you don't accidentally create a book-shaped object instead of a book. Too many hybrid, too many self-published authors create a book-shaped object and not an actual book. And what I love about hybrid publishers is you don't need to learn everything about publishing. You don't need to start a business, which you have to with self-publishers. They'll do that for you. They will charge you for it. So you better have a budget. But the nice thing about hybrid publishers is that they allow you to get some of the credibility that comes with being with an actual publisher and the marketing that comes with being an actual publisher. You pay for it without without having to literally start your own publishing company or give away everything traditional publisher. Now, if I may, may I talk about one other type of publishing? Please do. Vanity publishing. Vanity publishing, which in my mind, and I'm only talking about my opinion, is a predatory category in publishing where it's not hybrid publishing. It's you pay someone, usually a very inflated amount of money, and they do whatever you say. They do whatever you say. They'll, they'll let you put your kid's you know, seventh grade photo on the cover. They let you use papyrus font. Um, they, you know, they, they, they do whatever you say. If, if something seems too good to be true, it's, you should be very careful. Their hybrid publishers are wonderful. Vanity publishers are not. Please be careful when you decide to self-publish that you do not accidentally find yourself selling or giving away your publishing rights to a company that's not going to give you that added credibility. There's no reason for it. 